Dark, starring John and Danny. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Grim After Dark, the Frontline Gaming Network's Tuesday night show. I am John, and after some feedback from last week where I was slumming it a little bit with a hoodie, I'm being told that it's time to kind of get out of the world, dress up again, and put on a nice shirt today. He's a very professional, very good. Uh, joined, as always, by my friend and television set. Hi, I'm Danny. Thanks, John. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. And this was your idea of dressing up to wear like a Hawaiian shirt? So it is a shirt. We can ignore the first word uh, and just concentrate on the fact that it's an upgrade from a, a battered red hoodie. That it's a that it's a shirt. Good. I'm glad that we're that we're yeah. that we're at that level. We are. We are. That that's <laughs> where the effort's lying right now. Is we're we're shirted, and that's good. But before we bring on our guest, uh, sort of big week on 40k. Couple yeah, of, there's some, some interesting stuff, right? Yeah, some really big things coming out of uh, Warhammer community. Uh, Bellacor finally coming with with rules. Um, so I know. I know at least three Facebook groups that are going to be super disappointed they can't make jokes about that anymore. <laughs> like, at least. Um, was, that the, was that the plan, is that they just got to make jokes about when Bellacor <laughs> was coming out? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, oh, I guess doesn't have rules, has a model, but no is more. I was going to say, is that like a euphemism for when the cows come home? Like when <laughs> Bellacor releases? <laughs> can I buy this? Yeah, when Bellacor comes out, you can. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> Warzone Chaharadon uh, 2 is coming out with rules for Bellacor. He's looking real spicy. Uh, yeah. I am um, very scared of what he can do. Dude, he uh, he puts out the hurt. Like all those, all those high-strength attacks and everything, it seems like he's... Uh, Ignoring invulnerable saves, uh, nobody likes that. And uh, you know, you can never, you never really know how much somebody doesn't like something until you read the comments on Games Workshop's Warhammer Forty Thousand Facebook page. How many Custodes players commented <laughs> on on the news of Balakor's fantastically balanced weapon? <laughs> yeah, did you see the meme? With uh, like the custode and like it's it says it shows a picture of Bellacor and like the big like his weapon rules and it says well I guess I'll just die then. <laughs> Which On is top classic. of that, he has an amazing power uh, where you roll like a number of dice based on the amount of attacks the target unit has. Yeah. Which me with my death shroud, I'm like making just sad noises all over the place. I'm like, <laughs> don't get an involved. All of a sudden, you're rolling thirty dice against me. Not good. Sad times. No yeah. good. It's bad. Oof. But he's very so, good. Yeah, we'll no, see. I'm excited. And through sixty points, you know, the points from uh, General's Handbook. So uh yeah, I think he's gonna be a staple. He gets a chapter master reroll. Like, come on, man. He does. And we did see he's getting his own regiment of renown, which uh, apparently all chaos regiment of renowns are not allowed to take vehicles. Uh so that <laughs> that, that continues uh with the Bellacore one. Um, yeah. Can you have cool stuff and tanks? That's one. That's actually one of the stipulations: is you're not allowed <laughs> to take any any units. You can only take single models. Like it's, uh, it allows you to take like you have to take one unit from each book, and that's all you're allowed. So you get like one chaos demons unit, one chaos. No, I don't know. I, I make Literally, chapter four of the book of Lorgar covers that. <laughs> oh, so I'm glad that this is finally being rolled into the 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 story. Um, 
Fantastic. Uh, and then today, uh, Meta Watch is Meta back. Yeah. I could it's, have done way better with that, but you know, it's you get. You know, you, get. you tried, and and I I really appreciate. That it's the enthusiasm you. in it that really sells it more than the actual right. content that's got us through for five years now. Let's not you know stray away from that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, after a few weeks, so a couple of weeks ago, we had the uh, U.S. Open series of tournaments being announced to showing kind of what a standard terrain table was looking like on kind of like a top-down view to like a physical like nice picture of what that terrain is now yeah no and like yeah some good diagrams some good pictures like kind of a run through of those rules and what they mean for the game super solid um very i i, I shouldn't be surprised but i was pretty surprised to see that there was some people that were really salty about the idea of like obscuring terrain being like too prevalent <laughs> in mm. the meta or something I, I don't know like i read some crazy comments today about that what was insane is sort of like the reaction to these pictures coming out has been that is way too much terrain and then also that is way too little terrain and yeah. there's like nothing in between it's like really <laughs> and like it almost makes me want to go when it's like that's way too much terrain i'm like ah oh, Gunline player, are we, huh? Uh, let's see how we <laughs> go with that. Um, but I like it. I mean, of and course, the news, yeah. I mean, I don't know if you heard this or not, but uh, uh, Hobby Lobby is totally out of plexiglass. Like they're not; they can't <laughs> keep it in stock anymore. Like uh, they're running a Mike Brandt special. I heard <laughs> uh, six for ten dollars. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that special right there. But yeah, like so. In all honesty, though, that was a like a really ingenious thing to do because we know the majority of people or games at least we're playing are on top of these just great um, battle mats, mm -hmm. and by putting the terrain on top of these kind of clear plastic squares of just acrylic. Uh, it's really easy to define where the terrain is and whether you get the benefit or not. Um, sure. It's uh, like a visible, invisible line that really doesn't break immersion because it's not a giant sanded cardboard base. I both really like it and really dislike it at the same time. Uh, like, I, I really like it, and for the reasons you've stated, I think it, it works with a bunch of different tables. You don't have to have specific terrain assigned to a specific table, and that's really, really useful for a TO. However... Uh, I imagine that that plexiglass is as slippery as it is see-through. So, like, if if you bump that terrain at all or anything, like, models could get jarred around. I could see some issues there. Um, but otherwise, I think it's a really I think it's a really good idea in general. Um, I really like the concept. And of course, you are a master on the the slipperiness of any given surface at any time. True. Um, but yeah, like I said, anything that gives like a really defined. Uh, easy game for a player because we've seen this kind of in other uh, tournaments coming up where the, the TOs haven't necessarily defined what the terrain is so like this here where everything is set there's no way of gaming it by kind of bullying your opponent into be like well yeah you can see through this it's fine right. um it is super good and i really like seeing the visuals um and then hopefully like the internet can sleuth out what the dimensions are of everything so i don't have to spend 700 dollars on gw terrain kits to, to kind of make that table myself keep building and, and unbuilding and rebuilding all those ruins yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely maybe i'll even release a terrain kit for it that would be really smart on gw's part i think that those would sell like hotcakes that would be yeah uh but you know those bundle deals be like one of those web store bundle deals where it's yeah, kind of like you know. uh, five dollars more than buying it all individually or, or however Perfect. much it, because you have to have that convenience charge the entire time right well that's what uh, i would do heck yeah 
Heck yeah. Uh, and then orcs continue to be an entire new army and not just kind of this little onesie twosie models coming out. We're seeing what feels like hundreds and hundreds of models coming out, including a guy where I'm disappointed. They did preview his rule where he screams super loud and kills someone so hard they turn into a squig. Uh, little sad that didn't translate across to the table. Yeah. Well, you know, okay. So while it was a great reference to our last episode <laughs> in that something screamed so hard and killed something else, uh, like, I, and like, yeah, the, the psychic power is a little bit underwhelming. Um, one of my friends pointed out to me today, though, that, that many of the orcs seem to have just their legs replaced. So I don't know if that mad doc is just like really good at chopping off legs and replacing them with bionic legs, but uh, there that is. I think is. he uh, read the reviews of the Swamp Orcs for Major Sigmar and noticed everyone was complaining about the little short legs. So we just had to go replace all of those real quick. <laughs> Like literally the only <laughs> canon reason that, that that is happening now. Yeah, they were like, well, we don't want to look like the cruel boys, so we might as well give you like a little bit of a leg adjustment here. <laughs> Just some lifts. That's all it's going to take. <laughs> Before we bring on our guest, Danny, is there anything else you want to bring in or anything else that, that, that kind of you caught your eye this week and around the internet? Um, Warhammer related. Yeah, no, <laughs> and I could tell sure. you about my search history, but I don't this, think we this want isn't to the face off happy hour. Yeah. Just, just kidding, that's a different podcast. <laughs> um, not really. I'm really excited to see, uh, see these, see some of these new releases, and uh, hopefully, this will get some previews of some orc content. I'm really jazzed about a new orc book. Um, I can't wait to see how that like shakes, shapes the meta. It's going to be a really good time in the next couple of weeks here. Very excited. And I will say, with the amount of orc units coming out right now, we're going to get a book the thickness of uh, uh, Codex Space Marines. Uh, <laughs> and please, please think of your poor, poor content reviewer who gets sent this product by Games Workshop and now has to make a three and a half hour video because Games Workshop decided to put 35,000 units in one book. Uh, and on that our note, next our next review is going to have in the arms of an angel playing in the background, I think, like <laughs> just us slowly rocking and weeping in the background. <laughs> well, that's anytime uh, I make any record with me that happens. So that, that's, yeah, that, well, that, that happens. Um, but yeah, let's bring on our guest. Uh, you yeah. know him. You love him. So I'm not going to introduce you. <laughs> no, uh, Philip Hall, the Glacial Geek for YouTube fame. Uh, is here to talk to us about his channel, uh, himself, and hopefully a whole lot more. Phil, how are we doing? Thanks for having me, John. I'm so glad that you dressed up for my for me uh, coming onto the show. Right? I did. Okay. I did send in. I did have it in my writer. I said John needs to be dressed up in do, the most like, finest of clothing for me to come onto the show. Otherwise, so I will not come and not not appear with right him on over, the same screen. Right over this way, I have like suit jackets and like nice clothes. But as, as a lot of you guys at home might be experiencing right now, it is like 300 degrees outside, literally everywhere. Um, and the fact that as spacious as this recording area looks, it's really not. Uh, so I would you know, put on that shirt, that tie, that jacket. I'm going to look all kinds of great. But after about 15 minutes or so, it's just going to be a sweaty, puddly mess. No one wants to see that at all. So Yeah. I mean, well, I'm sure somebody does, but you don't want to appease them anyway. I don't uh, want to meet that person. Yeah, rule thirty, rule thirty-four, uh, mob rules or something. Uh, but you don't want. To, but, uh, no, but I, I, no, that can't be a thing. <laughs> it is now. It's now canon. 
wow. so just saying that. But I, 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 every once in a while, I do forget. Like as you were saying, you're like in the in the small room, and I'm like, yeah, but there's air conditioning. I keep forgetting that Alaska hasn't figured out what air conditioning is yet, and nobody has it no. out there. So because if you have like three days when it reaches 80 degrees in the summer. And everyone just complains about it, and then they forget about it when they're literally frozen to the sidewalk uh, for the rest of the year. So that is yeah. how I spend my Novembers. It's just <laughs> yeah. attached to the sidewalk. It's yeah. quite unfortunate. Yeah. Um, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> so for maybe the, the two or three people here who might not know who you are, Phil, why don't you introduce yourself to the group? Sure. Uh, so I'm Phil the Glacial Geek. I uh, currently am based out of uh, Georgia, the state, not the country. Uh, in the United States, uh, I'm the glacial geek, even though it's super hot down here because I started that when I was up in Alaska, which is when I met these two, uh, fine gentlemen. And, uh, I run a YouTube channel, uh, that basically is focuses mostly on 40 K content. So I do a lot of battle reports. I have some other videos every once in a while, mostly right now it's battle reports. Cause I'm getting back into the swing of things with, uh, with COVID restrictions uh, coming to an end, I got my my 5G upgrade and I'm ready to hit the tables and uh, and get some content out there for the internet to see. Yeah, I can yeah. tell. Uh, my computer's running Windows right now. I can tell your location. So exactly. Yeah. Well, Real yeah, I, I hope that Bill. I hope that Bill uh, shared that information with you. So he's going to send you a DM here in a minute. Yeah. Straight to your arm. Yeah. Straight to my arm. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So you said you just sort of got back into doing auto reports. So you were doing them like up until the pandemic happened, sort of like, what was your schedule like for that? Sure. I, uh, so for before the pandemic, I was putting out uh, a battle report, a full 40 K battle report every Monday, I'd put out a kill team battle report every Friday. And I would have something called deep thoughts, thin coats, which is basically me pretending to paint a model for the first five minutes and then forgetting what I was doing and just talking to a camera <laughs> for about 45 minutes. Uh, <laughs> where I just talk about the, you know, different things in the hobby, different things in the, uh, you know, that, that are going on ideas on how to be a better, uh, community member, being a better player, all those different things about trying to, to keep in a very positive, uh, you know, I, I didn't, I, I don't really thrive in, in salt, which is, I, I think kind of ironic that I'm really getting into 40 K and not really into getting into salt, but, uh, I like to try to keep it very positive. I, I, uh, I, I enjoy the, the, camaraderie aspect of the game so you know relishing in each other's painting you know exploits whether they be you know golden demon winning or you know eyes that are looking in the wrong direction i don't care if, if you're doing it i'm gonna you know give you a high five and say awesome job uh i like to play the game and have fun and laugh whether i'm winning losing or drawing very often losing as anyone who's ever played me knows uh, and, and just knowing that I'm having fun with another person across the table is, is, is what I like to do. And I like to sh have my content show that and express that. So no, and that does put you sort of in like, uh, and this is going to be super weird as I insult kind of our audience to, to kind of talk <laughs> to you a little bit, mm -hmm. but you're in like the really unique position of being just hugely positive, like at, at all times, I think I can like count on one finger, how many times I've seen you like sad or unhappy yeah. or uncomfortable. Right. Um, what what is it you do to take what can be like a very rage salt inducing situation uh, and kind of flip that into turn it into like, like a positive experience? Sure. Uh, well, I mean, 
the, the game is you're always because you're playing with dice you're playing with another opponent you're playing with a lot of different variables that will always change you can never guarantee yourself gonna that you're gonna win i mean any tournament that you go to literally only one person goes through the entire tournament no matter how many there are with 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 all wins so you're gonna lose no matter what when you're playing this game it's gonna happen and if you approach it with that understanding the fact that you, you're gonna lose the losing hurts less you know if you didn't expect to go you know a thousand and oh then it you know when you lose you're like ah okay it finally happened on the first round awesome anyway <laughs> you know and you just have fun and know that you know at the end of the day i'm getting to play with my little plastic spacemen and i'm having a good time with my friend and just being a nerd and a geek and and just throwing some dice i love dice so that helps that if i you know even if i'm having a bad day i get to roll dice whatever reason that you know that sensation makes me happy so uh it it, it i just keep reminding myself that it's a game and I make sure that that is the mentality that I go into it. And it's even tenfold more when I'm doing videos, when I'm doing battle reports, because at the end of the day, I always remind myself that I'm not playing this game for this battle report to necessarily win. That's not my goal. The goal is to make a, a fun, interesting video that someone wants to watch. And at the end of the day, people don't want to watch people get salty. You know, it's just, right. it's just not the way it is, you know, because they, they get enough of that at their local gaming store. They don't need to turn it on to YouTube to watch it. They can get it, you know, they can get that anywhere, you know, from their friend in the garage. Uh, so if I start, if I start like getting all sullen and throwing my dice because my, my intercessors died, like, I, you know, I, no one's going to watch that. No one's going to watch that. So I feel uh, like I keep would watch an April Fool stream of you just like losing <laughs> your temper over like just literally like, everything. Yeah. Oh, great! Of course, <laughs> my two up save and I rolled three ones. You kidding me? <laughs> just, just, like, just great. That's really odds, God. <laughs> you're like you're the worst, and just zoom in on his little face. Yeah, for, for, like, <laughs> for, for making you fail Jeez. those dice rolls. Oh, I thought uh, you were talking about his opponent for a second there, yeah. and like I was, I was. <laughs> Thanks a lot, like, oh, jerk. Yeah, yeah <laughs> real good. His own face? No, yeah, you coming onto my channel to embarrass me? Is that what you did? Is that was that what you wanted to do? That's you not why I invited hurt? you on here. <laughs> not why I invited you. I invited you here to lose, and no, you can't even go to script. You roll well. Did you see oh. a six for you in that script? I don't think so. It only was. <laughs> I'm the hero. I'm the hero. Do you know who I am? I am Phil, the glacial geek. You're not the glacial geek. You're the glacial god. Get off my channel. <laughs> okay. I will literally pay you to make <laughs> one video like this. Yes. Yeah, dude. Because I feel I need to see it. Just for this kind of description here. Yeah. Um, man. <laughs> so you've been making videos for, for years. <laughs> Evil, I love that. You feel, yeah, just put a goatee on. I was gonna like, say, I'll just goatee. put on like yeah. a fake goat mustache and goatee <laughs> just over just my over the beard. beard, yeah, over the beard. <laughs> oh, I just want to point out in the chat here. War Magic says, I play custodians. If I don't make 80% of my four pluses, I'm gonna scream. Man, is he gonna, <laughs> is he gonna be sad when Belly Four comes out? <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Oh, so your videos uh, have like a really kind of unique look and structure to them where you do sort of to, to some effect sort of follow um, the way sort of a channel like mini, mini wargaming films there. Mm -hmm. yes. um, but there's also like kind of a lot of other stuff around there. Can you kind of take us through what makes a Glacial Geek Battle Report a Glacial Geek Battle Report? 
Sure. Uh, I think that the the main thing that differentiates a Glacial Geek Battle Report from other Glacial or from other Glacial Geek Battle Reports, uh, from other Battle Reports, is the fact it's that the salt. I yeah, this is, is the massive amounts <laughs> of salt that I put into every video. No, uh, no, it's <laughs> it's that uh, I take it even I think less seriously than even other channels do. You know, I play the game seriously, play it by the rules. I play, I try to win, and my opponent tries to win. That's just the the inherent nature of the game, but. I also understand that that's not what people are watching a video for necessarily. I mean, if you, if, if trust me, if you're looking for a video to teach you how to win the LVO or watch a video that's gonna that's gonna you know watching some gameplay that's gonna like uh, totally direct your your future endeavors as a competitive player to get to top table, then my channel is not gonna be the one that you're gonna go to. There are plenty of players out there that are way better than me uh, and are going to do a better job of that and aren't going to forget their rules half the time. Like I seem to do every time it's important. Um, <laughs> but with that in mind, I know that it's, it needs to be entertaining then. So I have things uh, like when I don't, when I, when I roll really well or when I make a clutch roll. So if I roll, like if I need like a six up invul save and I make that six up invul save and it keeps my warlord alive for like one more turn, I do something where I woo, I call it, you know, it's, it's, I woo, I go woo every time I do like a good roll. And when I do so, I have a graphic that pops up, which is my head superimposed on like a random picture that I, you know, that I get. So it might be like an old man mowing the lawn or like a young child playing uh, mini golf, or it might be, you know, like a, a cheerleader doing, you know, doing like, you know, a, a cheer. But then it's my bearded face superimposed on the picture with woo written across the top of it. Um, and then every time I do a bad roll, like when I inevitably roll five ones for my two up saves on my terminators, I I have I something like where I call it. Increasing, by the way. Yeah, I mean, well, I'm, I'm getting more realistic here. It's like one roll is, you know, I, I can get one roll good for my woos, but I'm gonna have 37 bad rolls for my, you know, for my <laughs> my bad rolls. And what happens is then I have that same picture of my head just come like roll across the screen or like peek in from the side because it's like got this smirk of me that. It's a picture from my friend's wedding that his wedding photographer took. And when I saw it, I was like, that is like the goofiest grin that I've ever seen anyone do. And I think I was just like, I was smiling at my friend, like walking up the aisle, but it just has me just being like, and it's just like this goofy ass grin that I just have. And it makes it look like I'm mocking myself, which I am with my, with my bad roles. So I have that come in and I just make sure that it's, it's all about like, it's always directed at me. So it's never, I, you know, I, I, I don't woo my opponent's bad rolls. I don't bad roll my opponent's bad roll, like, you know, rolls. I, I just, I, I woo my really clutch ones because it's exciting. And, you know, if people are watching, hopefully they get excited too. Uh, but then I, then I bad roll all of my bad rolls because it's hilarious. And it's like, what, it's, it's how I turn those feel bad moments that I have in a game be, into something that's, that's positive for a video. Because I know that at the end of the day, if I roll really bad, it might affect my ability to win the game, but it's going to make for a really funny moment in, in the video. And that at the end of the day makes it worth it, you know, and I can, I can smile about it and laugh about it. And I've played, you know, too many games for my own good. And <laughs> so at the end of the day, I, I have, I have enough losses in my, you know, in, in, on my docket that it's at, at the end of the day, I'm not, I'm just not bothered by a loss. I just have fun playing the game with my opponents. I always, you know, it's always, people that are fun that want to play the game because they have to be paint, fully painted armies to be on the channel because those are the ones that are fun to watch on a, on a video battle report so you know that the person's at least put in a modicum of effort into their into putting together their army and it makes it for a fun and entertaining 
time to be a part of and then a fun and entertaining video product to put out there. How does it feel being three years ahead of the meta and requiring fully painted armies? Uh, for- <laughs> it's true. One, now that I've seen that everyone's requiring that to get your 10 points, I'm like, ha got them. You know? <laughs> and it also feels good that no one's going to get gotcha on my channel because everyone has to have a fully painted army. So we all start at battle ready and I'm like, perfect. I was already there. I've been battle ready from the beginning, baby. <laughs> no gray so, hordes here. True. <laughs> So going back to what you were saying, where you take maybe some bad moments in the game and you add like your, your pictures and things and put it over there to turn it into a good moment. Yeah. What is the absolute worst moment in a game that you've been able to turn around with a ridiculous picture? And what was that picture? With a ridiculous picture. So I, so there's 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 one. I do a bunch of different actions with my the face when I do a really bad roll. And there's one in particular that I kind of reserve for like the really big ones. And it's where I um, I have the scale of the picture of my my fill face just expand until it takes up the entire screen. So all you see is just like the eyes and nose of the picture eventually. And it's just so ridiculous and over the top that you like you have you can't help but laugh along with it. You know what I mean? And that's and that's and that's kind of what it comes down to. I've because I mean, you guys have known me long enough to know that I have some really bad roles. And that's like <laughs> it's like. It's just True. what I do, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it's just what I do. Um, and if I if I didn't do something like that, it could very quickly become either depressing for the viewer, just being like, "Phil, I just feel bad for you," you know. Like <laughs> if I didn't have the comedic effect of my face like peeking in from the side of the screen, like, "Hey," like people would just be like, "Man, I I just feel sorry for the man," <laughs> you know. <laughs> They'd be sending me like notes about like you know to to resources to help with my depression that I got from rolling thirty seven ones. <laughs> I think that quote, Phil. You know, I'm sorry. That's a direct quote from Danny from I think one of the last games you guys played there because yeah. you're unable to cover it up. Maybe you should take like <laughs> a, a, a pile of pictures so whenever you roll like a really bad dice roll, yeah, you just like hold up a picture to the person. Yeah, I just need face. that. I need that picture on like a stick, so then I just like like pick it up from like the bottom of the table on the other side like womp, womp. <laughs> this makes it better yeah. <laughs> please stop yeah <laughs> well it's kind of funny because sometimes when like when i play at tournaments like so wooing at your good roles is very entertaining for a video it's also very obnoxious to do to someone <laughs> if you're in a tournament <laughs> so like i'll be at tournaments and playing and stuff and people are like oh i haven't heard you wooing phil i'm like because that would be really rude of me to do to this guy <laughs> he's like across the table just trying to play his game and he just saw me like tank like 37 four up saves on my deathwing terminators that he's been struggling to kill anyway and it's like he, you know he does he, he doesn't need me wooing in his face while i do that you know well, i don't expect you to kind of like lean over the table and really soft woo yeah exactly. <laughs> just like go around like the table like get into his get into his ear just be like woo <laughs> again i really i'm gonna crowdfund this evil phil video because we've came up with so many just amazing content ideas off yeah. of it but, oh no dude okay evil phil says boo not woo <laughs> actually danny what? i think our one of our battle reports when i was first doing it was the very first uh, existence of the woo. Oh, really? It was the first. I think I just like, uh, like naturally just happened to woo at something, and you went more like boo, and I'm like not boo, woo. So I said, so I think that's what happened. Was I took? I think that's when I took an image and I had like a ghost that I put my picture on and said woo and said woo to it instead of boo. 
And that was the first time I did a woo. And I was, and people like loved the picture. And I was like, well, I guess this is just what I do now. Yeah. So I have you to blame for it. Don't well, I also have I mean, you to blame just... for the ill face dice too that just give me all yeah. the bad rolls? Man, Danny, you're just <laughs> the source of all my pain. <laughs> like, let's be honest, it's not me. Like, Rick Flair has a little bit to blame for the woo, like, at some point, right? Rick who? I've like... never heard of him. What? <laughs> Original idea. Please don't steal. Yeah. yeah. Original content over here. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, man. So, yeah. Uh, you are kind of like widely known. You have like a very popular YouTube channel, um, a very interactive fan base. Um, when did it start getting really weird and awkward at tournaments when people would come up to you? Uh, honestly, once I start, because at first when I started in Alaska, I mean, I knew everyone in Alaska that played right. 40K almost immediately because they all <laughs> came to the same store. So like it wasn't, yeah, it was, it wasn't hard to, to know the entire scene. So, but but traveling outside of Alaska to play games of 40k is not the easiest of things. So for the longest time, I never went to like any like reasonably sized tournaments that weren't in Alaska. So of course, I was like, obviously, people wouldn't recognize me as like the old, like the guy in Alaska that just you know that plays Dark Angels and has this YouTube channel. But the second I started going to lower like lower like lower 48, look at me how quickly I I slipped back into the oh, Alaska here. Yeah, the lower 48, once I started going to bigger tournaments there, and people walk up and be like, oh, I love your battle reports. And I'm like, you know who I am? Like, what is going on? This is slightly ridiculous. And now it gets to the point where people come and be like, hey, Phil. And I have this moment in my head where I'm always like, I'm like, oh, God, did I forget who you are? Or do you only know me from the internet? And I, like, I'm like, i not actually supposed to. And like, the, then they're like, oh, I love your videos. I'm like, okay, thank God. I wasn't supposed to know you. You just know me <laughs> through internet things. And I was like, okay, okay, it's okay. But yeah, that was like, that's always, every time someone comes up and says, hey, Phil, I uh, like, there's always that moment where I'm like, dang it. it was like, did I meet you previously and I should know who you are? Or do you, do you know me and I don't know you? And there's always that moment then, it, you know, and then when they're like, nice video, I'm like, oh, thank God. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, like at the last LVO when I said, hey, Phil, and then I said, I really like your video. It yeah. like took you I was a like, second. Oh, you nice to like... meet you. I'm Phil. I like, what's your name? <laughs> I okay. thought you were just being aloof. Yeah. Danny's no, constant literally... state is assuming that people should know who he is. Yeah, that's uh, true. Danny should know. Yeah. He's the only that, Is that yeah. what it is? And yeah. I, go over, I, I go under the assumption that if anyone likes my videos, then they don't actually know me. So that's what it is. So if you like, if you say you like my videos, I'm like, well, then you obviously don't know who I am. You don't know the real Phil, the salty man that's behind the camera. So, <laughs> oh, man. so, with, the start of, so with the start of your videos and when you started making battle reports, you made battle reports solely with your Dark Angels army. Yes. Um, how did you get around some of like the, the the issues that kind of runs into where there there's kind of like a little bit of oh we're we're seeing the same list again or oh dark angels again sort of what did you do to kind of make that not be an issue? I just embraced the the plastic crack and just bought a thousand armies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what what, ended, what uh, the way it first started was you're right. You you play with what you have, and that's how you know that's how you start to build it. Um, and I mean to be fair, I am known as the dark angel YouTuber because. I'm one of like, there's, I think maybe like one or two other guys that like main dark angels that, that do it. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I gained a reputation for doing that, but 
you're right. Like it got to a point where it's like, you know, all of, all of the comments are just like, oh, Dark Angels again. I can't believe it. I'm like, well, you buy more Arby's <laughs> and then give them to me <laughs> if you want to see other things. I'll be happy to do that. Uh, but then I started to get other stuff and I it started with the Gene Steeler cult. And then I, and then I uh, then that forayed into Astra Militarum because I could use some of them with them at the same time. Uh, and then I started doing uh, Death Watch because I could also pretend that I just had green armored Death Watch Marines. Like they have, oh, they're coming from the Dark Angels and they haven't painted their armor yet. Oh. And it's like, yeah, all those all those different things that you could do and 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 choosing armies that worked well, like because. You do, especially, well, I mean, not so much now, but back when I was first starting this and you you could have like any Imperium army could could ally with someone. So it's like all of a sudden I, I just have enough for like a small detachment of of Blood Angels and they can just ally with my other Imperial armies to get me up to a point value that I need to play. And it became an easy way to like slowly build up armies, you know, bit by bit. Um, but yeah, now I just have like way too many armies <laughs> when it comes down to and then you know, as they each come out, you're like, well, I guess I need to get that model on the table. So people are like, oh, he's got the new stuff. And it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Girl, I do want to yeah, yeah, thank exactly. you for yeah. never adding a Riptide wing to your Dark Angels list. Yeah, as I was the style yeah. at the time. That's true. Yeah. Oh, man. What was it? That was the, 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 the yeah, the Rip, the Rip Cron something. There was, there was like a name for that where it was like, oh, Tal Cron fan. Tau Kronken, yes, that's right. It was Tau Kronken. That was right. Oh man, you know your game's in a good state when you show up for a GT and twenty-one of twenty-eight players have three Riptides in their list. Yeah, uh, exactly. Peak. Yeah, I mean, then and then you also had it where then it became it was like, oh, everything. You know, you have we gotta narrow this down. And they're like, well, now I'm Imperium. So if I'm Imperium with literally anything, there's also going to be a Castellan. And like you, like you went, I went to like, I went to like one of the, uh, I went to Nova open and I remember looking out over the tables and just being like, there are a lot of Castellan Rover, like, <laughs> like Castellan guys here, like the, like the big, like the, 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 uh, the night Castellans. And I was just like, there are like a lot of tables with those, that guy on it. And, um, and Robin Credich, the, the head rules writer for 40 K was there and he was carrying around like a little notebook about, you know, like with things that wanted to change or doing it. <laughs> And I mentioned, he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I'm not blind. I can, I can see exactly what's happening here with that. And like, that was when they started to do the kind of stuff that they're doing now with the new books where they're like, oh yeah, sure. Yeah. You can ally in allies if you want, but you lose every rule except for like the ability to walk. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> that's it. They let you walk around the table. If you ally in anything else, everything else, they're like, no, your bolters don't work. They're at, you know. They're actually yeah. give they give your guy yeah they're 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 AP plus two so your are your your enemies get plus two on their armor saves if you shoot them with your bolter. And I it's was like, worried my iron hands were going to have to get a bunch of wheelchairs and stuff like, <laughs> yeah, if I wanted exactly. to ally them. From yeah, I was close. Dude. They were really close to doing that. So <laughs> um, flesh is weak, man. Yeah, exactly. Flesh well, is weak. Just, just roll it out. They're in. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, and I and I think it's you know that's kind of. From my perspective, I do enjoy the fact that there's now so much variety in yeah. the armies that you're seeing out there, even in, even on the competitive level, you know, like every time a new codex comes out, everyone's like, well, that's the end of the, of the meta. That's the mm -hmm. only thing you're going to see. And then all of a sudden you have like a tournament. And it's like, oh, like one guy with that army or two guys with that new hot new army made it to the top 10. It's like, well, I guess it, I guess the sky didn't fall this time, this time, but this next time, time, next time. Next time. 
Yeah, like Bellicor. Oh, you watch everybody's Bellicorin over here. I'm just gonna I'm gonna proxy my you know I'm gonna proxy my my dreadnoughts as as Bellicors <laughs> over here just to uh, just to win it. And it's like, I mean, yeah, he's really good, but at the same time, they're doing like a really good job of making sure that armies seem to be balanced in Ninth Edition, which is surprising, but I love it, and I think it's been a lot of fun to see. Dude, yeah, love the edition. Yeah, it's been me too. Awesome. Yeah. So, especially since my dark angels are now like the best Marines, that makes me feel really good. Cause I've been playing them since six when they were not. And then in seventh, when they were the yeah. worst Marines and then into eighth, when they were like the laugh Marines and then also ninth oh, comes along and they're like, they came with a laugh track. Yeah. yeah. They came with a laugh track. They're like, here's your codex. And here's the laugh track that you get to play for your opponents as you play the game, <laughs> you know? And like now all of a sudden it's like, ha ha, who's the, for paging up 48 terminators now suckers <laughs> i have to say you did pre-bandwagon really hard into dark angels before That's they what came, i'm they saying i, I saw did. it coming i saw it coming i pre-bandwagoned having my armies painted pre-bandwagoned having terminators in dark angels armies pre-bandwagoned dark angels Pfft. i'm just like a future yeah. seer i'm basically the nostradamus of 40k over here so freaking you, so go <laughs> Eldred Ultran over here, like exactly. yeah. practically half crystal. Like, <laughs> right, soon they'll be good. Soon, yeah, exactly. Soon they'll get it. This is gonna eventually happen, right? Yeah, just like old way. Matt Tingo says you can play Bellacor because you play Dark Angels. <laughs> exactly. I want to. had to get take, one in. One moment. To, Everyone gets one. I want to take one moment to thank the chat for taking, I think, uh, 45 minutes so far to make a single joke uh, about chaos, uh, Dark Angels being chaos. That's, that's impressive. That's that's way a, that's longer. Oh, yeah. That is a record, I think. So I appreciate that. Yeah, that's, that shows real growth as a community. We're all yeah. very proud. I've been, um, I've been fighting against it for years now, so uh, this is this is my cause. Cause celebra is uh, Dark Angels are not, are not chaos. Got it? <laughs> Got it. Uh, <laughs> So, Phil, you played literally hundreds of different Dark Angels lists and kind of lists in general. What, across the editions, was your favorite list to play, and why was that? Uh, so, my very favorite list that I ever played was at the end of the 6th edition codex, back when uh, Terminators could be counted as troops if you took uh, Belial. And what I loved about it was taking two Land Raider Crusaders, just chock full of Terminators, and just rolling across the board. Or I should say, planning to roll across the board and then turn one, hitting a bush and immobilizing myself, and then trying to then foot slog my Terminators across the board as they just got shot up by the, you know, the, the Talcrons across the way. And, yeah. you know, they weren't very good, but that was my favorite list was just Land Raiders chock full of Terminators that would hit bushes, immobilize immediately, or just get popped by like one lucky Laz cannon shot. And it's like, just like across the way, they're like, oh, I need the sixth to, oh, it blew up. Okay, well, sorry. <laughs> I'm like, well, <laughs> this will be a fun one. <laughs> My 24 inch bolters that can't do anything to your tanks. Excellent. <laughs> I want to thank you for reminding me of the rule of immobilization existing in the past. Yeah. yeah. And it's rules like, it's rules like that, that whenever someone says, oh, I like the old way. I'm like, really? You did? <laughs> You loved your you loved your 250 point land raider immobilizing on a bush turn one in your own deployment zone and like 
being armed with bolters so it literally can't shoot anything and just being like, well, that was fun. Let's just sit there for the rest of the game. Like that seemed like a good idea to you. Or like, you know, you know, you try to deep strike your 10 man Terminator squad and they scatter, like they scatter 11 inches to the side. And then like one guy like bangs a toenail into a wall and it's like, well, they're all Mm. dead. So good luck. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, well, that was fun. I really want a pair of the rose tinted glasses. Some people look back at those editions on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Man. I love the 15 minute conversations on whether someone was holding the, 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 their, their ruler in the right angle for the oh, scattered dice. Scattered dice. Like you're not, yeah, you're no. not, that's like, that's not the angle. Listen, this is right. No, that's, I mean, that's not the, I know you want it to be the angle because it leads you right into the middle of that <laughs> lovely circle of defense. But no, it's not like that's not the angle. You're gonna die. It's just like, unfortunately, that's just the way. Your and confirmation like, bias to be fair, is ruining yeah. this. <laughs> it is, yeah. I exactly. was, it's like, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, terribly unfun. Um, yeah, which is a great why, segue. Why, to, like, no, go, no. Oh, perfect. Yeah, I was gonna like say that. that's why I love about the newer editions. It's like each edition that they've been coming out with seems like they just like solve like more and more of like the feel bad rules, where it's like you know, like no more, you know, like you can no longer do like, they don't have to worry about the scatter dice, like trying to figure out what angle you're holding a, a freaking, you know, a thing or like, or the templates where it's like, I'm trying to look over the middle of the table to see if I hit five of your guys or six of your guys. And I don't know. And it makes like, it'll be like a big difference. And we can't figure it out because we're trying to look over the top of a six foot table. And it's like, and I mean, how many times did you have to dice off for stuff like that? Because you couldn't come to an agreement. Like, yeah. And None of like, that is something anymore. No, exactly. And the dice off, it's like, if you if you dice off, yes, you get to just continue the game. And like in the end, it doesn't really make a difference. But at any time you had a dice off, someone thought they got screwed by the dice. Inevitably. Because you didn't dice off if any if both of you agreed on what should happen. Both of you thought the diametric of what should happen. And then you dice off and you're like, all right, well... Nope, sorry. Yes, nope, sorry. It's just not going to happen. It's like, all right, well, fun, you know. <laughs> Good I old time. Bring up two things here from chat real quick, and then we're going to move on to our latest beat Danny game. Um, first, War Magic, you're an evil, mean person. I do remember visibility only because you just <laughs> mentioned it just oh, now. Oh no, uh, I repressed that. And now that's it's dark as literally all brain. I can think about. Yeah. Uh, and then. Justin Woody asks, how does Glacial Geek feel about getting terrible cursed dice for a wedding present? And would you recommend giving them to others for their wedding? <laughs> yeah, uh, so uh, they were probably the best and worst wedding gift that I did receive. Because, you know, I'm super vain, so it's dice with my face on it. So, yes, that's an amazing gift. But also, like he said, they were cursed by, I think, an old witch in the mountains. Uh, yep. before they were handed to me. So yep. that's I, what I, I paid it, for. Yeah, I was gonna say it's an it's an option actually when you order from Chessex. You can yeah. say, you can just click um <laughs> click a box that says, Do you want these dice cursed sure. by a witch in the in the woods? And you go, Yes, please, and you can they come to you. <laughs> and they will only roll sixes when you don't want sixes, and will only roll ones when you don't want ones. So now it know. does add four sentient. weeks for the manufacturing time, but yes. Really worth it. Uh, for the comedic no effect, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> so, Phil, before we wrap it up and kind of let you plug your stuff uh, and kind of let everyone get going for the day, I do want to play our latest game. Uh, every week we try and beat Danny through one of uh, several very well thought out and very fun games. Okay. Uh, we have had such wonderful games as 
top 150 ITC player or real estate agent. Uh, <laughs> where uh, for, for many of you who Why watched that episode will know, uh, Danny doesn't actually know he was didn't actually know he was a top 150 ITC player. Oh, uh, which I think wow. was the highlight of my month so far. Uh, yeah, that's fancy. And then last week we played. Oh gosh, what was it? It was um, I forgot. It was like romance novel title oh, yeah. or RTT or, title or RTT <laughs> title. So we went yeah. through Best Coast pairings, looking for the name of RTTs and GTs, uh, and then we uh, pulled a bunch of books from Amazon for romance novels. Uh, turns out it's pretty hard to tell. So I'm challenging tos everywhere to be more imaginative than someone publishing on Amazon uh, for the RTT names. Yeah, um, you're not. You're getting paid for it too, just like they yeah. are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're getting paid wazoo store credit for, for what you're doing. <laughs> maybe, um, maybe, yeah, yeah maybe. Yeah. Uh, so this week, along that lines, we want to play with you, Phil. All right. uh, 40k planet or TV show planet. Oh, so I'm going to cool. read the name of a planet, and you're going to tell me if it is from a TV show or from the world of 40k. Okay. And I will okay. say, guys, there's there's bonus points in this if you can tell me which TV show it's from. Ooh, okay. Uh, so, in a way to kind of really screw over Danny, Danny, you go second and the guest goes first. That's fair. No, it's uh, fine. So, I'm going to start with this. Phil, your planet is Cardinesh. Cardinesh. Oh, and by the way, scoring, if you get it right, you get a point. If you get it wrong, Danny gets a point. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, Cardinesh. I'm going to say TV show planet. Uh, that, sir, is actually the segmentum command for the Ultima segment. Or segmentum. Uh, that is a That's 40k that planet. Yeah, it's really easy when you go second, Danny. I love to go second. I would go second every time if I could. <laughs> and, and also, just just so the guys are aware, Danny literally always chooses to go second if he has yeah. an option, regardless okay. of it's good for him or not. It's a power oh, yeah. move. It's real I was, annoying. I was about to say my alpha strike has failed. So uh, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> yeah, my wife has to pick all the restaurants. Like I always go second. <laughs> All right, Danny, your planet is Jagun. Jagun. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with TV show planet, John. Oh, Danny, Danny, that is a 40K planet. That is the home of the Storm Reapers, a famed in history Ooh, duh. chapter. Duh, Danny. God, who doesn't <laughs> know that one? I feel so stupid right you now. You should. You should. You I should. think maybe think about just giving up on the whole 40K thing and just yeah. maybe take up checkers or something. All right. Yeah. Uh, Phil, uh, Osiris. Osiris. Man, I feel like there's... I definitely know that there's got to be someone out there who made Egyptian themed uh, space Marine chapter that Osiris is their home planet and their, and their, on their chapter. But I'm going to say, Sons of Osiris. Is, yeah, exactly. Sons of Osiris. I'm going to say TV show and I'm going to guess because I'm going to guess because I'm probably wrong, but I'm going to say Stargate is the TV oh, show. Man. Oh man. I love what you did with this Egyptian theme. You are right that it was a TV show, but it was actually oh. from Firefly. Uh, that oh. is River Thames on planet in Firefly. Man, wow. there's a bunch I of people really show. mad at that now. Yeah. I do really you, love though? That show. I do. You, you well, you're right. Know. I guess so. I should probably pretend that I've never watched it now. So, uh, Danny. What? <laughs> Sorry, yeah, go ahead. I know. I'm getting called Orc. out here. What was it called? Orc. 
fork? Orc. O-R-K. Like the, the green mushroom thing. Yeah. TV show Mork and Mindy. Oh, Danny with that bonus point right there. That was it. That was a pretty good one, though. I got. I got. Yeah, a Mork I got for a Mork. I knew that one. Uh, we have now. When I mispronounce things, by the way, please call me out. I'm going to ignore it, but I, I do like to be interacted <laughs> with. Um, Pesh or Pesh, Pesh, P E C H. Oh, come on. That's for Phil, Danny. I know. All right, I'm going to say uh, 40k. Uh, that is that is the homeworld of the crute, uh, which was what led to Danny's groans. Um, <laughs> is it because you love crute so much that it's yes. an obvious choice? Yes, it is, and it's also do... because crute are well. I mean, yeah, yeah, I love crute. Do you make an, a, a a scale model of pesh in your in your Maybe. in your back room? <laughs> I that's peach. I just peach. <laughs> piche. A little piche. And Danny, I'm going to leave the fair hands here on this last one. Uh, so you get to decide whether you win or lose, uh, which is oh, obviously the benefit I of win. going second. Done. As it's all <laughs> wow. He <laughs> fell through my ruse. Right? I, I got to have a tighter rule set. It's not as easy as everyone says it is. Um, <laughs> the last planet is Melmac. Uh, so that's a TV show, and that's where Garfield is from. Oh, that was like super close. Oh. Super close. It is a TV show. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I meant Alf. He eats oh. cats. He yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the same thing as Garfield. Pretty close. Yeah. yeah. Pretty what close. Wow. The alien or the food. Who? Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. yeah the guy who no eats words. the cats. I think because he got that wrong that it should be my win. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Can that's we fair. call it a draw? I don't want to beat the Glacial Geek again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You've done it too many times, so you don't need to do it again. <laughs> I'll take uh, it. I'll take Phil that. Phil wins. Woo! I was going to say Phil wins due to Danny's arrogance. Uh, as <laughs> that's always how as is, as is the the usual things here. Um, <laughs> Phil, before we sign off here, uh, yes. plug your stuff. Is there anything you want people to know, or anywhere you want people to go? Hopefully, forty k related. But again. Really loose rule set over here, and that's sure. that's my yeah. fault. I got to fix. <laughs> right, yeah, uh, yeah. I've got, I mean, I've got the uh, my I, my the, the the YouTube channel that I think everyone should check out is the is the Glacial Geek. Uh, right now, because I'm getting back into things, it's mostly just I, I'm putting out a 40k battle report every Monday. I'm gonna see about getting back into doing some kill team stuff and getting into some other videos. Um, I also do the normal, you know. 40k influencer thing where I, you know, every time a book comes out, I get to show the fancy rules that come out, you know, the, the week that it goes, the day it goes on pre-order just like other people. And probably, you know, hey, quick, I quick do. follow-up question. How do you feel doing that in eight hours in eight hours? Yeah, that's pretty much what it comes <laughs> down to. Uh, my favorite one was when they sent out the space ring codex and the Necron codex on the same day. And they both like, it was like the day I, it got to me in the shipping the day before, like the videos could go up. And I did like a marathon recording session of both videos, like one after the other. And I had like a like I couldn't talk like the next day because I had just spent like five hours straight just talking about yep. these books. And like I got out and my wife was like, have you been literally talking in there for five hours straight? And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I so will that say was, that, was fun. Uh, that was known as the day uh, mob rules where John go to bed on Friday night because of <laughs> rendering. Yeah. Uh, oh, right. Yeah. Now, love, what, love I'm sorry. Yeah. What a, what a tough life we lead. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I got a good night's yeah, sleep. 
Yeah. <laughs> that's what I need. I need to get that sweet, sweet Danny thing where someone else does my rendering. <laughs> I don't know. That's what they call me, the palanquin, because I get carried everywhere. <laughs> I like that. We're going to keep that. That's good. Uh, so definitely check out Phil the Glacial Geek on YouTube. Yeah, and um, Danny, Instagram and Facebook sorry. and all those fun. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do not follow I'm kidding. Yeah, we do follow. <laughs> we do great stuff there. What about your um, fans? Yeah, my only fans. Yeah, for 40k after that. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> our stick. Yeah, no, <laughs> you, you stay I, away. I, I'm gonna try <laughs> the glacial geek after dark. Can't copyright that one. <laughs> uh, Danny, anything you want to plug or talk about here before we wrap it up for the week? Uh, yeah, uh, check me out on uh, Art of War Down Under this week. Uh, we do a six month retrospective on uh, on Necrons, but give Adam's content a little listen, he does a great job. Yeah, and speaking of Adam, you can catch him this Thursday live on the Frontline Gaming Network on the Thursday show. Um, if you're confused about the title, it is about 40k. Uh, then check out Seth Shelby and Kicker. <laughs> nope, it is <laughs> though they really should do a segment about or you know, <laughs> anyway. Uh, check out Seth, Shelby, and Kicker with the all-new signals from the front line tomorrow night, uh, as well as checking out tomorrow's release of Chapter Tactics from the Dice Chat Guys. All of this great uh, content available for you on the Frontline Gaming Network all the time. Uh, I appreciate everyone for showing up today. And also, make sure, before I forget to plug it again, Steve Joel is back with Season 2 of Game Changers, uh, 40K Game Changers, talking to Duncan Rhodes, uh, who I understand uh, similar to Phil, is just impossibly nice all the time, uh, and I don't quite understand it, but Steve has an amazing interview with him. If you've never listened to 40K Game Changers before, um, it makes this podcast sound like trash. It is so well-produced, very well-researched. Uh, definitely check it out. It is worth an hour of your time. And oh, yeah. Duncan Rhodes is important because before him, no one put two coats. It was always just one thick coat. Yeah, we, everyone's we didn't know about it. He knew. Yeah, he, no one knew. And then he came along and said two thin coats and changed the game, baby. <laughs> Who Man. knew? Though, uh, Grim After Dark Goals and community help us out with this. I want to talk to Roger. I don't care about Duncan. Everyone wants Duncan. Uh, he's like the sexy face behind the camera. But I want to talk to Roger, his editor, producer, handler, if you will. Uh, and we got to make that happen. So that that's going to be my my struggle over the next month or so is trying to make this happen, get him out of hiding, get him in front of the camera to talk about how it was all him uh, and no one else. I do love how you always aim for the top. You're just like, it's only, only the top is yep. what I need here on everything that John produces is only the top, only the best. Yeah. I mean, how did I get on here? So like I said, only the best, <laughs> only the best, <laughs> only the best. Only that's the why best. Phil's here. <laughs> So thank you everyone at home for following along with us. Uh, thank you for everyone interacting in the chat, everyone listening to the podcast, checking us out everywhere. Keep supporting all the shows on our Frontline Gaming Network. And until next Tuesday, this has been Grim After Dark. And I've been John. I've been Danny. Oh, and I've been Phil. Yeah. And most <laughs> of us it. will see you next Tuesday. <laughs>